0: The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. first episode of 2024. Happy new year, everyone. I'm stoked to be back on the mic. I'm so excited for this year as a whole. And I don't know about you, but I just, I feel like there's a lot of really good energy around this year. And that's not to say that 2023 wasn't good or great, or maybe even freaking awesome. I just, I know a lot of us, myself included, we went through a little bit of the shit uh, for 2023. So, you know, not that that new year excitement is, is, unique. I think that this happens every year, but I don't know. I'm feeling a little extra spicy, a little extra good about 2024 and what's to come for this year ahead. And hopefully you are as well. So let's start the year off on a freaking bang. Let's start the year off on the right foot. Let's spend every single day for the month of January showing up, doing what we know we need to do, giving an extra 5%, 10%, doing the shit that you've been pushing off since last year. I mean, like, let's really just do the damn thing let's do the damn thing so 2024 is our freaking year and I would be remiss to not mention the fact that this is also the year that my brand new one-of-a-kind fitness app is going to be launching and live actually will be live for each of you by the time you are listening to today's episode power by D I am so freaking excited to bring you guys this app it is then something that I have been honestly talking about, dreaming about, brainstorming about for years of my life, really since I got into the fitness space and then been pouring into once it became kind of a reality. And it's like, oh, shit, we can we can really do this here. Um, Hours and hours and hours on end for months and months and months now. And I'm so excited to be able to deliver it each deliver it to each of you. It is is my baby, and the purpose of power is to find your motherfucking power, okay? Exactly as the name suggests, and trust me when I say it took me months to be able to come up with a name, which then delayed the whole creation of the app quite a bit, because you can't really create something that doesn't have a name, but the name to me was so important was so important. I I wasn't just going to call it, you know, fitness or like D's fitness app or like workout. Like, no, like I, it needs to mean something. It needs to mean something. There's nothing that I do in my life that has no meaning behind it ever. The mental reps podcast, the name is created for a reason. Everything that I do with my clients, how I speak about things, the, the references that I make, like everything has a meaning and power to me that that is what fitness is about. It's not about abs, it's not about muscle, it's not about body composition, it's not about PRs in the gym or how much you can lift, who gives a shit. It is about finding and claiming and creating your power. Because then that power gets gets transformed, it gets it gets displayed over all of these different avenues of your life. The gym is just one tiny teeny little insignificant piece of that eventually, eventually for all of us right now, like gym's still really big piece of it. But when you're 50 years old, six years old, seven years old, you know, you want to be able to still have that same power, find your capabilities, have that potential show up for yourself every day and like those things are created from what you do in the gym. And I'm so freaking excited. So Power By D, it'll be, not it'll be, it is. I keep forgetting by the time you guys are listening to this, it is freaking live. Oh my goodness. Okay. Power By D is workouts. It's going to be a number of different kinds of workouts, ranging from actual workout splits, meaning you follow this specific split, these specific workouts, this program for four weeks at a time, five weeks at a time, six weeks at a time. It's all designated and kind of split out in that app. Four-week workout programs that you can follow ranging from beginner to intermediate to advanced, like depending on where you're at. If you've never lifted before and you know you want to start, right? 2024 is the year of starting lifting or getting into the gym, but you got to follow something. You got to know what you're following. You got to know why you're following what you're following. You got to really, really feel confident in the fact that whoever created what it is that you're following knows what they're doing and i get this question a lot because trust me i know there are dozens if not hundreds of thousands at this point of fitness apps out there so why is mine different right what difference is mine What, what why is it going to be any different than anything that's out there the difference lies in the creator 150 percent, because i can Sadly, promise you, there are a lot of people in the fitness space who have minimal experience, zero education, zero knowledge, and put something together willy-nilly because they know, hey, this will bring me some extra money. Me? I could give a mother's shit care at all about money. This is not about money. This is not about finances. This is not about revenue. This is about helping individuals find their power, helping individuals fall in love with fitness because they're seeing the results that they should be seeing. And they're excited to come back into the gym every day. And they're excited to be learning how to eat healthy and creating and reaching these goals that they've had forever. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I can do it. I can do it. And that is the purpose of this app. That is the purpose. I I really could ramble on about this forever. There's going to be workouts. There is going to be an entire nutrition category. As well with meal prep, groceries, recipes, everything that you need to master your nutrition guides in order to help you calculate your own macro targets, when to know when to build, when to cut, what that looks like, how to adjust your macros because of it, my sample meals, things that I love to eat, tips for using a food scale, everything you need for nutrition is in the app. There's also going to be a motivation category because you guys know. I love me some motivation. I love me some tough love. I love a good kick in the butt to get you moving. And while the Mental Reps podcast will still be the primary platform for exactly that, sometimes you just need a little something, something. So you can head into that app and click that morning motivation category and just get your day started on the right foot as well. So you guys are here, you're listening to the MRP, you are growing your brain, right? Now it's time to put that into action and grow your body right alongside it. It is going to be the best of both worlds to really create the results that I believe will be sustainable, they will be fun, they will be exciting, they will be a lot of what I'm personally doing and that's the category about the app that I'm so excited for. There is an entire plan D in there. There's plan A, there's plan B, there's plan D. And plan D, D-E-E, is all about me and my workouts and my split and what I'm currently doing in my fitness journeys. You can literally train right alongside me. Like when I'm done with my light day in the morning, like it'll be posted to the app. When I'm done doing my crazy hit workout, it'll be posted to the app. It's exactly what I am doing for myself in real time, which I think is so freaking cool. So there is a ton that is in there. I won't spoil all of it, but you do also have the ability to do a seven day free trial because I want you to be able to test it out before you commit. How do you know? Maybe you just trust me and I love that, but how do you know it's what you need? It's what you want. you like the app until you give it a try. So you can do a seven day trial. And then after that, I always get asked about pricing as well. One of my key points, the name of the app and the pricing of the app. To really, really, really big things for me. I want it to be as affordable as possible. So as many of you as possible can benefit from this and you're not following random Instagram workouts from random people who have really no idea what they're doing anymore. Okay. So the app is going to be $14.99 a month, or you can sign on for an annual subscription for $99.99 for the year, making it literally $8.33 a month for all of this. And it's going to continue to grow. I have so many ideas that I wanted to kind of, slowly integrate into the app as it goes live. And I'm just really excited for this. So as always, if you guys have any questions on anything that I'm talking about today in the show or the app at all, you know where to find me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'm happy to help. We'll dive right into the Q&A for today as I just ranted on and on about my app. I'm just excited for it guys, I'm excited for it. I know that you are as well and I'm just really pumped to be able to grow that platform as well and have my loyal MRPers joining me over there, putting in the physical reps too. So Q&A day for today, baby. And I am pumped to go through these questions. They're a little bit uh, different in their nature. As I try to do, whenever I do Q and A's, I try not to just touch on like three nutrition questions or like three fitness questions. Like I like to mix it up a little bit because I do get asked quite a bit uh, as far as the range of questions. And I know if one person asked it, it's probably being, you know, thought about in the minds of others as well. So Q and A day for today. Question number one reads pros and cons of being your own boss slash how to get into the fitness space on social media and building your brand. So Kind of a little bit of a loaded question, obviously being your own boss, working for yourself, kind of entrepreneurship and then getting into the fitness space and building your brand, which then falls into entrepreneurship. But I'm going to segregate them out a little bit. So pros and cons of being my own boss. Um, I'll start with the obvious ones for pros. And and there are so many, probably in both category, pros and cons that I probably will miss for today. But I'm going to do my best to get as many of them out as I can. So pros, obvious one, you are your own boss. I think enough said that that there's no one that you have to answer to. It's just you and your decisions and your creativity and what you want to do for the day. It's you. Uh, Another pro, I get to work from home slash I get to work from wherever the hell I want, which holy moly, I will never go back to working in an office. I really just won't. I will not do it. Like being able to go home for like two and a half weeks during Christmas or travel whenever I want. And it's fantastic. The flexibility is incredible. And working from my sweatpants is incredible. Like it just, I am someone, which is why this is a pro for me. Procrastination is not in my nature at all. Um, it's just not distractions, but like, if I know I've worked to get done, it's getting done. So for me to like work at home is completely fine. I am not one of those people who like needs to be in an office or can't be around people. Like I am such a freaking worker bee that like my computer's open. Like I'm in my own world. I'm in my own zone. It doesn't matter where I am. And then I just get the luxury of being able to work from my house, which is fantastic. Or my apartment rather, which is fantastic. So that's a huge pro. Um, another pro, I mean, again, being your own boss, setting your own hours, you know, being able to give yourself time off or days off, or really not having to ask anyone, Hey, can I take a vacation? Like it's just you, you're just asking yourself, which is incredible. And I think the pros of this is, I, I would imagine most people can, can see the pros of being your own boss. I think most people dream of like being their own boss one day. Now cons, negatives to this which i probably never thought about entering into this space um but almost every pro can become a con so you're your own boss you don't have to answer to anyone okay con you're your own boss you don't have to answer to anyone like that can get a little bit dicey as far as productivity or getting shit done or accountability like nobody nobody is asking you, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you get that done? Hey, did you ever finish this? Did you get a chance to work on that? Nobody, it's you. So definitely a con kind of as well. It's it sometimes gets very difficult to hold yourself to the standards that you know you can have, especially for me, because I do hold such high standards for myself that I wanna be getting so much done. I feel like I have so many ideas and so many projects that I wanna do. And I, one day let's do this and let's do, and it's just me. It's like, okay. Well, if I don't map out exactly how that's going to get done and exactly what I need to do every single day for the next six months in order to get there, like it's not going to happen. There's no team you can fall back on or share an idea with someone else who kind of gets the ball rolling for you. Like it is just you. So, definitely a con in, in that regard where I don't know, it's just you. It's just you, which take it or leave it, could be good, could be bad. I think it depends on the situation as well. Um, <clears throat> another con with this as well is, I guess, just being your own boss, running your own business, working from home, like, There's no start time, there's no end time. And I wanna really emphasize the end time, there's no end. And especially when you, part of your work at least is, excuse me, social media, there's really no end. You are never off, there's never a day off, there is never a vacation off, that there is always something you can, and then in the back of your brain, know that you should be doing, always. And that is not for the, you know, faint-hearted it's very challenging to always feel like you have to work you need to be working you can be working it's like well i can put another hour in oh shit! well it's 10 p.m i did it again you know there's no end time ever ever you don't leave the office you don't you know log out of your blank you don't you know drive home during your your commute and and by the time you get home like your brain is off like you're always just in work mode So it's very easy to feel burnt out. It's very easy to get into this really unhealthy relationship. Well, I don't want to say unhealthy because that definition is very individualized, but it's easy to get into a overloaded situation where you are just always working. Now, that's not a bad thing. Again, that could be a pro. You can work for whenever, wherever, whatever, like, but it also can be a con. It's harder to, you know, have set plans or even just sometimes like my relationship with Zach too, where, you know, it's 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. and I'm still deep in my computer working like a normal job. You know, nine to five. I'd come home and like there's there's nothing to worry about. But like my brain is always going. I have trouble falling asleep at night because I'm thinking of certain things. Or did I get this done? Or when should I do that? Or oh my gosh, I need to post blank, blank, blank. Like. That, that there's definitely uh, a negative to that, which not a ton of people understand. It's different if you're working from home, but you're working for a company too, like you can shut your laptop off, like you're not having to be on at all hours, but if you are your own boss and you're working from home and you're creating a business, your day kind of consists of, okay, everything that I need to do in my business. So for me, that's a ton of client work, right? Client check-ins, client programming, client nutrition, like communication, Zoom calls with clients, like with that really deep, intensive one-on-one work, great and that takes up you know say that takes up your nine to five awesome but then when that work is done at five okay now we we flip the page we move on to the next chapter of okay growing my business so that may be for me you know working on my app or creating certain content for social media or uh you know going through applications for new coaching clients or things on you know instagram or youtube or things to expand so it's like okay nine to five of like work and then five to nine of work and growth. So there really is no end date to it. And, and I mean, I, I love that sometimes and I hate it other times. For example, when I went home for Christmas, I did give myself a couple of days, quote unquote, off, which was really nice, uh, but there is no, I'm never working. And I think that's such a big misconception with especially social media and fitness. And you know, I'm an online fitness coach. It's like, oh, you don't work, or oh, you just go to the gym. Like, oh my God, no. No, no, no. I work, work, deeply work. Like, I might as well be in an office for probably around 10 hours or more a day, usually. And then, of course, there's the one off situations like the holidays and Christmas where I'm like, hey, I'm taking the day off. And, like, that's again a pro to that. But creating and establishing that balance is very hard to do. And it's something I've struggled with a ton. I try to be as open as I can about it because if you are entering into this space, you have to find things that work for you. And I'll probably wind up doing another episode entirely on this because I have learned a ton from these past couple of years, but it's tough. It definitely is tough. So pros and cons to being my own boss, but getting into the fitness space on social media and building your brand, that is actually a question I get quite a bit. And the only advice that I have is to actually two things, be consistent and be you. The reason you need to be you kind of going back to the app situation, there's hundreds and thousands of apps out there. Why is mine different? Okay, there's hundreds of thousands of quote unquote fitness you know, influencers or people on social media. What's gonna make you different? And if you start doing what everybody else is doing to grow a brand that everybody else has on a platform that everybody else is using, I'm sorry, you're not gonna stick out. You're not gonna stand out. You're not really going to be able to grow very much. But there's only one you. So if you stay true to you and who you are and you show your personality and the way you go about things, that individual nature of it in and of itself is going to allow you to grow tenfold compared to someone who's just trying to fit the mold of what fitness influencers should post. And I understand when you first start out, like you don't know what to post and you're getting used to that sort of deal, like you're gonna pull inspiration and ideas from other accounts. It's, it's completely normal. I think it's completely necessary really when you're starting, but I highly encourage you to find You, find your voice and show that to the world as much as you can, because that's what links people to you. And I'm sure you can think of people that you follow on social media as well, where you're like, I know everything about them. I know that they have two dogs. I know that they go to their grandma's house every Sunday. I know that they absolutely hate bananas and leg day is their favorite day of the week because like, you know these things and it makes you follow them a little bit more, follow them a little bit more closely, look forward to maybe their content. And you feel like you're kind of bought into who they are because they're sharing themselves. Do the same thing. Share you, share your ideas, your personality, your growth, your fitness on social media. And I think that helps you to build your brand a whole lot more than just post a workout every day. Like, okay, everyone is posting a workout every day. Why are your workouts different? And truth be told, they're probably not very different. In case you guys haven't noticed, there's only a limited repertoire of exercises out there that we're all kind of doing because they work. So posting just the workout that you're doing, it's not really gonna cut it as far as building that brand. So find you and what you love and the weird things about you that you may think or nobody's gonna care about, but eventually people start caring about. And then going back to point number one is be consistent. You have to, have to, have to be consistent on social media. It's just the way that Instagram works and the algorithm works and people's attention span works. They have to keep seeing you and seeing your content and showing up and being on your story and posting and sharing and posting and sharing so long for so many months if not years until it starts to gain that traction just like anything just like your fitness journey right you want to start losing weight you eat a salad one day you didn't lose the weight you eat a salad two days you didn't lose the weight you eat a salad every day for a month okay maybe we lost like maybe a pound or two great you have to be very consistent with what works and when it comes to getting into the fitness space on social media and building your brand it has to be consistent so maybe that's planning out certain posts that you want to make, maybe filming certain content, even just showing up on your story every day. Like those are little things that you can do that help with this. Um, again, this is probably a topic I can do an entire episode on because I mean, I'm no expert in this either. I know I like have a following on Instagram. I- I'm just, I'm just me. Like it's it's just me doing doing the best I can, Sharing sharing a little bit about my life. Like In my opinion still, I'm like, there's nothing special about me and what I'm doing. Like nobody wants to see that I'm drinking my lemon water and glutamine this morning. Nobody cares. But then I post it and I have questions about it and people are interested in it and they want to know why I'm drinking it and what that does and how that helps. I'm like, okay, people, people do care. And like, it's a very weird situation to be in with that. And it does take a lot of time. Like I said, I'll probably do an entire episode on this, but be consistent be you. And when it comes to being your own boss, set some motherfucking boundaries for yourself, set some set work hours, and be very prepared to work 10 times more than you would if you were working for someone else. Question number two, read. It's a little bit of a longer one, so stick with me here. The last two-ish years, I've started gaining weight. I'm still eating right and lifting regularly, but I can't help but want to be back to where I was two years ago. I feel very I feel like my mindset is very stuck on the past and I want to know how you would reshape it. Okay. So I think that again, this is a, it depends question, but I'm going to kind of go through different scenarios here. So for any individual who maybe they have gained weight over the last few years, it's going to depend on where that weight came from. If you can look back on the last two years of your life and you're like, oof, started drinking every night, kind of go out to eat a little bit more, damn, I really don't go to the gym as much, but like you're still doing some of it, but you've kind of let some unhealthy habits sneak their way in, and you're not as disciplined as maybe you used to be, and like you're noticing the scale is up, we feel a little fluffy, we feel a little bit bigger, and we're looking back on pictures of us from two summers ago at, you know, Fourth of July boat, you know, party, and you're like, ooh, yeah, I miss that physique. If that's the boat that you're in, I think that your mindset should be very stuck on the past. You should be questioning to yourself okay what changed what did i allow in what am i no longer doing like have those tough conversations because hear me out two more years are going to pass and you're going to be real upset looking back four years ago saying how did i get here that's not a a, a happy conversation that's not a very friendly space to be in and and i if i were you and i was this individual i was looking back on two years ago saying damn i I, like you got to cut that shit now Because if two years have gone by, there's a very good chance four years are gonna go by, eight years are gonna go by, 10 years are gonna go by and you're like, oh my, I don't even recognize myself. So as much as it may feel like there's a forever gap between then and now, that gap will continue to expand the longer you don't have that conversation. So being stuck on the past, recognizing what you were doing to be successful or to have a great physique or a healthy relationship with food or just practice balance, whatever it was that you're looking back on like, damn, Remember her kind of deal? Whatever that was, go identify what you were doing. What did your day to day look like? What were you eating? What were you doing? Who were you hanging out with? Like, figure out what has changed. And it's probably going to be gradual changes. All of a sudden, you started going out to eat a little bit more. And okay, maybe you never used to to drink on weekdays and now it's just like a glass of wine or two. And it's going to be slow things that have trickled their way in and kind of leaked themselves into your healthy lifestyle. It's not going to be this night and day like, oh my gosh, I started going to McDonald's every single weekend, duh, two years later, here I am not so happy with my physique. Like, I, I mean, maybe, but I doubt it's gonna be something specific like that. I would have a stronger feeling and inkling to say that it's probably little things that you have left slip through the cracks. You used to go out to the gym every, you know, you used to go to the gym four times a week, now we go three times a week. You used to hit 10K steps every day, now it's like, yeah, probably get around seven, six to 7,000, like these little things that over two years time will add up. So if that's the reflection, and we're looking back on like i used to be blank and like that was a healthier version of me like be stuck in that mindset be stuck looking back saying shit what do i need to do to get there now flip the coin the other side of the coin here is the perspective of 2 years have gone by you are eating a little bit more food cuz maybe you came from a place of restriction and you, like this person said maybe still they said still eating right still lifting regularly but the scale is up a little bit and you kind of look back two years ago to just a smaller version of you, and you're like, ah, you know, I kind of did appreciate that side of things I personally can relate to. I personally can relate to because this situation very different from the first situation has nothing to do with unhealthy habits seeking their way in. This would be more so healthy habits being put in place that have caused healthy weight gain that sometimes can be equally as uncomfortable. Whether you gain 10 pounds of body fat because you let yourself go a little bit or you gain 10 pounds of body fat because you needed to gain 10 pounds of body fat for your health and hormones and longevity, either way, those 10 pounds added on can be uncomfortable. And I get that. Like I said, that was me. When I go back to previous pictures and videos, and really, like when I was a gymnast and I was very small—not that I didn't have muscle, obviously—I was a Division One gymnast. I had a lot of muscle on me, but like in comparison to where I'm at now, like I was smaller. I fit into smaller clothes. You know, you, you name it. Like I was just a smaller version of me. And when I first started lifting and getting into lifting, and as this person mentioned, eating healthy, eating more, eating more protein lifting a little bit more all those things like hell yeah i put on muscle mass and hell yeah that scale went up and then i would look back and be like oh my god or i would put on a pair of shorts that no longer fit and be like oh my god and i got stuck in that mindset of like i just want to shrink back down and if this is you whoever asked this question you're trying to shrink back down don't don't the version of you now is the way that she is or he is because of where you were previously. So don't retract on that growth. If you're where you are now because of healthy habits, embrace the heavier side of you because heavier is not wrong heavier is not bad heavier is not i i backpedaled on my progress if you've gained weight because you're eating more and you came from a place of restriction you're lifting more and you've built some muscle mass you've created more balance because you're not trying to be a psycho like i was and work out seven days a week for two plus hours a day and never take a day off like if you're building healthy habits that have led to weight gain within reason, right? 40, 50 pounds of like, oh my gosh, my body composition is not where I want it to be is different. But within reason, weight gain, embrace that. Personally speaking, I am probably 10 pounds heavier now than I was as a gymnast at the University of Maryland. And like, don't get me wrong, that was very uncomfortable for me for a very long period of time, stepping on that scale, being like, what the fuck? And then those thoughts of restriction start to trickle their way back in. I fought myself back and forth, back and forth, probably every hour of the day, but I'm so grateful. I did not let myself sink back into, I want to be small. I want to be little. Let me lose this muscle. Let me stop eating. Let me X, Y, Z. Because my body composition, my health, my physique right now is, I would argue the best it's ever been. And the scale is up. So do not let the number on the scale be the reason that you want to retreat back. So from a mindset perspective, focus on the good, focus on the positive, focus on why you've gained weight and what good that has caused you and why you have more muscle and what good that has caused you. I did just uh, do a podcast episode recently on screw the scale. I didn't say screw, I said fuck, but fuck the scale. I want whoever asked this question to go back and listen to that, to not allow that number going up be the reason that they retreat back to any of those unhealthy habits. Last but not least, question number three reads Can you achieve muscle gains and your personal physique by attending classes, in quotes, rather than working a program or lift schedule at the gym? For instance, burn boot camp, solid core, yoga, et cetera. <clears throat> so I will speak to what I know about these with the very upfront confession that I have never been to a burn boot camp, solid core, yoga classes, et cetera. Never only class style workouts I've ever been to was lifting with my team back at, in college uh, with the gymnastics team and our strength coaches and everything like that. Now, I will say that there is a Barry's Bootcamp and an F45 literally within walking distance of my apartment, and I very much want to try both of those out. And I'm not here to shit on any sort of classes or anything like that. I don't I don't know. I don't know because I've never been to them and I can't speak to them personally. What I can speak to is what it takes to build muscle. And in this question, what it takes to build my own me personal physique. And I will say that my physique was not built by taking classes. And I will tell you that you cannot build muscle to the level that I have muscle from like yoga a couple times a week. Now, is there anything wrong with yoga? Hell no. Is there anything wrong with burn boot camp? Hell no. Do these things give you a good workout? Maybe. Again, I don't know. Like, I've never been there to speak to it personally. I've had friends who have gone to these classes, and I'm going to argue that they're probably pretty good, right? Like, you're going to get yourself nice and sweaty. Your heart rate's going to get up. You're going to be, you know, using different muscle groups like Solid Core. I've had friends go to Solid Core and be like, holy shit, I'm so sore. I can't move for a month. Like, that's not to say these things are ineffective. But what I can say, if your goal is to build muscle, the best Thing that you can do is follow a specific strength training program that focuses primarily on lifting weights and lifting heavier almost every single week, progressive overload. And not that you can't progressively overload in, you know, a Barry's Bootcamp class, but I would argue just to like the cardio nature of that class. Like the goal while you're doing the exercise component is like probably not, you know, adequate rest time, letting your, your energy stores and glycogen stores kind of rebuild and getting a heavier weight and, you know, properly warming up and then, you know, goblet squatting more than that last set. Like I would argue the purpose of that class is like to pick that dumbbell up, get going, get squat, and you got a time limit, let's do it, right? And that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean you're not working your leg muscles you are right It doesn't mean that when you're doing push-ups in class you're not working your chest and your shoulders you are but to build muscle noticeable increases in size of your muscle you need to be following some form of progressive overload which means that the stimulus is getting harder as time goes on the best way to do that is to be lifting because you can know directly maybe you're using my power app you can know in the app you know you did shoulder presses dumbbell shoulder press last week and you used 20 pounds and then this week you reference back and you see, okay, I used 20 pounds last week. Let's try to use 25 pounds. And maybe you do. And maybe you stick with 25 for a couple sets or a couple weeks. And then you jump up to 30 pounds. Like that is that very clear progression where your shoulder muscles are building in both size and strength. And that is going to be the best way to see your physique change. Now I know people who swear by classes and that's all they ever do. And I know people who have done, you know, Orange Theory for years and years on end and they look the exact same as they ever have for years and years on end. And the reason again for that, not that those classes aren't hard, but it's a hard that your body is very used to. If you go to Orange Theory three, four or five times a week, you know, it's not that you're not sweating and you're not out of breath, you are. And your Apple Watch says you burned a bunch of calories, but it's the same challenge your body has always been able to do. So it's not forcing any adaptations. It's not forcing your muscles to build or body fat to decrease because it's very comfortable doing that because it knows it can do it. It knows it can do it. You would have to actively in those classes be cranking up the speed of the treadmill, going a little bit harder in the cardio, lifting heavier for every single set, every single week. And I just don't think that those classes typically are very formulated for that exact reason. They are more so. We get in. We got some music blasting. We maybe have a little fun doing what we're doing. Hell yeah, it's a hard workout. Hell yeah, we're sweating. Hell yeah, we're probably pretty sore afterwards. It's not a bad thing, but I would use those as like a topping, right? The strength training component of things is the scoops of the Sunday. We got you know cookie dough scoop. We've got a coffee scoop. We've got a vanilla scoop. We've got the Sunday like the ice cream, and then a berries boot camp or burn or a solid core or yoga. That's like the sprinkles on top right? That's not the meat and potatoes of what's going to change your physique. It can't hurt, but it definitely won't be as helpful as following a specific program. So let me know if that kind of makes sense for anyone out there. And again, I'm not ragging on any of these classes. I haven't been to them personally, and but from what I've heard, it's all really good things. It absolutely is all really good things. I'm coming at this from more of a science perspective of what we know about building muscle and changing your physique and changing your body composition, which also does come down a lot to your nutrition. So I, if you do love these classes though, and it's like your favorite thing in the world to do, do a half and half at a minimum, maybe two days a week strength training and two days a week at Orange Theory or something along those lines. Or maybe you go four days a week strength training, which would be awesome. And then an active rest day, you go and do a solid core class, something along those lines. You get the fun and the benefit and the excitement of going to a workout class and not just having to lift every day, but you have the, you know, actual foundation and fundamentals checked off by getting those lifts in. So like I said, to answer this too, like my personal physique, no, you can't get it from those classes because that's not the way that I got here, right? Like that, that wouldn't make sense, right? I'm not going to say, yeah, you absolutely can because that just wouldn't, that, that's not true. I've never even been to those types of classes. So strength training for me is always, always, always number one. These types of classes, I would put a little bit lower down on the list as far as effectiveness, but they're not wrong and they shouldn't be avoided or anything like that. They're just not the best way to change your physique. And that was three for today, three for today's Q&A, and I'm very, very excited to continue doing these for each of you guys moving into 2024 to get a little bit more specific on questions you have, things you may be struggling with, myths you've heard on the internet and you're like, what the hell, D, is that even right? Ask these questions. Ask these questions. I will put the link to continue to ask in the uh, description of today's episode, as well as the link to go ahead and join my app, Power by D. Go ahead. You can click that link. It'll bring you to the page where you can sign up for your seven-day free trial and let's freaking do it, guys. 2024 is our year. We're claiming our power. We're showing up. We're putting in the work and we're getting the motherfucking results that we deserve because that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So keep killing it. Keep crushing it. Keep showing up. 2024 is our year and I will catch you guys next week.